Well, good evening, and welcome once again to The Word in a Year. My name is Jason, and uh, once again, I am so excited uh, to have you along with us on this journey through the Bible. Uh, We have uh, read Genesis and most of Exodus, and we're just going to continue on. going right through uh, the Word of God here. Um, but man, what a what a pleasure it is just to have you guys along with us and be able to join us. I was just looking at our, our viewer totals here before I logged on and it looks like um, almost 260 views have happened with um, this podcast and I don't I don't say that because I want any kind of fame or, or glory or anything like that. I, I say that to tell you guys that there are people just like you that are um, entering in and allowing God to just speak through, speak to them and allowing uh, me to uh, be able to speak the word of God and allowing God to be able to speak into their lives um, is something that is just so important um, in our in our lives and in our world that we live in nowadays. Uh, we just we need more of God. We need more of His love. We need more of His Spirit. We need more of His grace in our mercy or in our lives every single day. Uh, that we live and so we're just going to continue on um, this is day number 22 um, and uh, we're just going to continue on with uh, what it is that we've started we are going to be in Exodus chapter 28 tonight and we're probably going to read through uh, Exodus 30 or 31 um, and then we'll end in the Psalms once again Um, So if you would, uh, would you just bow your heads with me and let's open up with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for each and every person that is joining us, that is going to be uh, listening to this broadcast tonight. Lord God, I just pray that you would touch their hearts, you would touch their lives, that Lord, they would uh, realize and understand Uh, just the plan and the purpose that you have for their lives. Lord God, I would uh, just like to thank you once again for the opportunity that I have, Lord God, to um, be able to uh, read the word and to be able to speak about you, Lord God. Father, I'm reminded in your word when it says, Lord God, that Father, when we begin or when they begin to speak the wonderful works of God, Lord, you added to the church daily. And Father, I just pray that as we read your word and as we speak about the wonderful works that you have done, Lord God, that you would add to the church daily, Lord God. Father, save souls, touch hearts and lives, Lord God. Do a a work, Lord God, that only you can do. In Jesus' name we pray. And amen. Amen. Well, tonight, uh, once again, we're just going to continue on uh, with the book of Exodus. 
be in Exodus chapter 28 and starting in verse 1. Now take Aaron your brother and his sons with him from the children of Israel, that he may minister to me as priest. Aaron and Aaron's sons, Nadab, Abahu, Eliezer, and Itamar. And you shall make holy garments for Aaron your brother, for glory and for beauty. So you shall speak to all who are gifted artisans, whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom, that they may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him, that he may minister to me as a priest. And these are the garments which they shall make, a breastplate, an ephod, a robe, a skillfully woven tunic, a turban, and a sash. So they shall make holy garments for Aaron your brother and his sons, that he may minister to me as a priest. They shall take the gold, the blue, the purple, and the scarlet thread, and the fine linen. And they shall make the ephod of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and fine woven linen, artistically worked. It shall have two shoulder straps joined at its two edges, so shall it be joined together. And the intricately woven band of the ephod which is on it shall be of the same workmanship made of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and fine woven linen. Then you shall take the two onyx stones and engrave on them the names of the sons of Israel, six of their names on one stone and six of their names on the other stone, in order of their birth, with the work of an engraver in stone like the engravings of a signet. You shall engrave the two stones with the names of the sons of Israel. You shall set them in settings of gold. And you shall put the two stones on the shoulders of the ephod as memorial stones for the sons of Israel. So Aaron shall bear their names before the Lord on his two shoulders as a memorial. You shall also make settings of gold, and you shall make two chains of pure gold like braided cords, and fasten the braided chains to the settings. You shall make the breastplate of judgment, artistically woven according to the workmanship of the ephod. You shall make it of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and fine woven linen, you shall make it. It shall be doubled into a square, a span shall be its length, and a span shall be its width. And you shall put settings of stones in it, four rows of stones. The first row shall be a sardius, a topaz, and an emerald. This shall be the first row. The second row shall be a turquoise, a sapphire, and a diamond. The third row, a jacinth, an agate, and an amethyst. The fourth row, a barrel, an onyx, and a jasper. They shall be set in gold settings. And the stone shall have the names of the sons of Israel, twelve according to their names, like the, engraving, the engravings of a signet, each one with its own name. They shall be according to the twelve tribes. You shall make chains for the breastplate at the end like braided cords of pure gold. You shall make two rings of gold for the breastplate and put the two rings on the two ends of the breastplate. Then you shall put the two braided chains of gold in two rings which are on the ends of the breastplate. And the other two ends of the braided chains you shall fasten to the two settings and put them on the shoulder straps of the ephod in the front. You shall make two rings of gold and put them on the two ends of the breastplate on the edge of it which is on the inner side of the ephod. And two other rings of gold you shall make and put them on the two shoulder straps underneath the ephod toward its front, right at the seam above the intricately woven band of the ephod. 
They shall bind the breastplate by means of its rings to the rings of the ephod, using a blue cord so that it is above the intricately woven band of the ephod, and so that the breastplate does not come loose from the ephod. So Aaron shall bear the names of the sons of Israel on the breastplate of judgment over his heart, when he goes into the holy place as a memorial before the Lord continually. And he shall put in the breastplate of judgment the Urim and the Thummim, and they shall be over Aaron's heart when he goes in before the Lord. So Aaron shall bear the judgment of the children of Israel over his heart before the Lord continually. He shall make the robe of the ephod all of blue. You sh- there shall be an opening for his head in the middle of it. It shall have a woven binding all around its opening, like the opening in a coat of mail, so that it does not tear. And upon its hem you shall make pomegranates of blue, purple, and scarlet. All around its hem and the bells of gold between them all around. A golden bell and a pomegranate. Excuse me, a pomegranate. A golden bell and a pomegranate upon the hem of the robe all around. And it shall be upon Aaron when he ministers... And its sound will be heard when he goes into the holy place before the Lord, and when he comes out, that he may not die. You shall also make a plate of pure gold and engrave on it like the engraving of a signet, holiness to the Lord. And you shall put it on a blue cord, that it may be on the turban, and it shall be on the front of the turban. So it shall be on Aaron's forehead, that Aaron may bear the iniquity of the holy things which the children of Israel hallow in all their holy gifts. And it shall always be on his forehead, that they may be accepted before the Lord. You shall skillfully weave the tunic of fine linen thread. You shall make the turban of fine linen, and you shall make the sash of woven work. For Aaron's sons you shall make tunics, and you shall make sashes for them, and you shall make hats for them, for glory and beauty. So you shall put them on Aaron your brother and on his sons with him. You shall anoint them, consecrate them, and sanctify them, that they may minister to me as priests. And you shall make for them linen trousers to cover their nakedness, that they shall reach from the waist to the thighs. They shall be on Aaron and on his sons when they come into the tabernacle of meeting, or when they come near the altar to minister in the holy place that they do not incur iniquity and die. It shall be a statue forever to him and his descendants after him. And this is what you shall do to them to hollow, to hallow them for ministering to me as priests. Take one bowl and two rams without blemish and an unleavened bread, unleavened cakes mixed with oil and unleavened wafers anointed with oil. You shall make them of wheat flour. You shall put them in one basket and bring them in the basket with the bowl and the two rams. And Aaron and his sons you shall bring to the door of the tabernacle of meeting, and you shall wash them with water. Then you shall take the garments, put the tunic on Aaron, and the robe of and the robe of the ephod, the ephod, and the breastplate, and gird him with the intricately woven band of the ephod. You shall put the turban on his head and put the holy crown on the turban. And you shall take the anointing oil, pour it on his head, and anoint him. Then you shall bring his sons, and put tunics on them. And you shall gird them with sashes, 
Aaron and his sons and put hats on them. The priesthood shall be theirs for a perpetual statue. So you shall concentrate, consecrate Aaron and his sons. And you shall also have the bull brought before the tabernacle of meeting. And Aaron and his sons shall put their hands on the head of the bull. Then you shall kill the bull before the Lord by the door of the tabernacle of meeting. You shall take up some of the blood of the bull and put it on the horns of the altar with your finger and pour all of the blood beside the base of the altar. You shall take all the fat that covers the entrails, the fatty lobe attached to the liver, and the two kidneys and the fat that is on them, and burn them on the altar. But the flesh of the bull, with its skin and its offal, you shall burn with fire outside the camp. It is a sin offering. You shall also take one ram, and Aaron and his son shall put their hands on the head of the ram. And you shall kill the ram, and you shall take its blood and sprinkle it all around the altar. Then you shall cut the ram in pieces, wash its entrails and its legs, and put them with its pieces and with its head. And you shall burn the whole ram on the altar. It is a burnt offering to the Lord. It is a sweet aroma, an offering made by fire to the Lord. You shall also take the other ram, and Aaron and his son shall put their hands on the head of the ram. Then you shall kill the ram and take some of its blood and put it on the hip tip of the right ear of Aaron and on the tip of the right ear of his sons, on the thumb of the right hand and on the big toe of the right foot, and sprinkle the blood all around the altar. And you shall take some of the blood that is on the altar and some of the anointing oil and sprinkle it on Aaron and on his garments and on his sons and on the garments of his sons with him. And he and his garments shall be hallowed and his sons and his sons garments with him also you shall take the fat of the ram the fat tail and the fat that covers the entrails the fatty lobe attached to the liver the two kidneys and the fat of them the right thigh for it is the ram of consecration one loaf of bread one cake made with oil and one wafer from the basket of the unleavened bread that is before the Lord. And you shall put all of these in the hands of Aaron and in the hands of his sons, and you shall wave them as a wave offering before the Lord. And you shall receive them back from their hands and burn them on the altar as a burnt offering, as a sweet aroma before the Lord. It is an offering made by fire to the Lord. Then you shall take the breast of the ram of Aaron's consecration and wave it as a wave offering before the Lord, and it shall be your portion. And from the ram of the consecration, you shall consecrate the breast of the wave offering, which is waved, and the thigh of the heave offering, which is raised, of that which is for Aaron, of that which is for his sons. And it shall be from the children of Israel for Aaron and his sons by a statue forever. For it is a heave offering, from the children of Israel, from the sacrifices of their peace offerings, that is, their heave offering to the Lord. And the holy garments of Aaron shall be his sons after him, to be anointed in them and to be consecrated in them, that the son who becomes priest in his place shall put them on for seven days when he enters the tabernacle of meeting to minister in the holy place. And you shall take the ram of consecration and boil its flesh in the holy place. Then Aaron and his son shall eat the flesh of the ram and the bread that is in the basket. 
by the door of the tabernacle of meeting. They shall eat those things with which the atonement was made to consecrate and to sanctify them. But an outsider shall not eat them because they are holy. And if any of the flesh of the consecration offerings or of the bread remains until the morning, then you shall burn the remainder with fire. It shall not be eaten because it is holy. Thus you shall do to Aaron and his sons according to all that I have commanded you. Seven days you shall consecrate them, and you shall offer a bull every day as a sin offering for atonement. You shall cleanse the altar when you make atonement for it, and you shall anoint it to sanctify it. Seven days you shall make atonement for the altar and sanctify it, and the altar shall be most holy. Whatever touches the altar must be holy. Now this is what you shall offer on the altar. Two lambs of the first year, day by day, continually. One lamb you shall offer in the morning, and the other lamb you shall offer at twilight. With the one lamb shall be one-tenth of an ephah of flour, mixed with one-fourth of a hen of pressed oil, and one-fourth of a hen of wine as a drink offering. And the other lamb you shall offer at twilight. You shall offer with it the grain offering and the drink offering, as in the morning, for a sweet aroma, an offering made by fire to the Lord. This shall be a continual burnt offering throughout your generations at the door of the tabernacle of the meeting before the Lord, where I will meet you to speak with you. And there I will meet with the children of Israel, and with the tabernacle shall be sanctified by my glory. So I will consecrate the tabernacle of meeting and the altar. I will also consecrate both Aaron and his sons to minister to me as priests. I will dwell among the children of Israel and will be their God. And they shall know that I am the Lord their God who brought them up out of the land of Egypt, that I may dwell among them. I am the Lord their God. You shall make an altar to burn incense on. You shall make it of acacia wood. A cubit shall be its length and a cubit its width. It shall be square and two cubits shall be its height. Its horns shall be of one piece with it. And you shall overlay its top, its sides all around, and its horns with pure gold. And make it for a molding of gold around it. Two gold rings you shall make for it, under the molding on both its sides. You shall place them on its two sides, with, and, and they will be the holders for the poles which, with which to bear it. You shall make the poles of acacia wood, and overlay them with gold. And you shall put it before the veil that is before the ark of the testimony, before the mercy seat that is over the testimony, where I will meet with you. Aaron shall burn on it sweet incense every morning when he tends the lamps. He shall burn incense on it. And when Aaron lights the lamps at twilight, he shall burn incense on it a perpetual incense before the Lord throughout your generations. You shall not offer strange incense on it, or a burnt offering, or a grain offering, nor shall you pour a drink offering on it. And Aaron shall make atonement upon its horns once a year with the blood of the sin offering of atonement. Once a year he shall make atonement upon it throughout your generations. It is most holy to the Lord. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, When you take the census of the children of Israel for their number, then every man shall give a ransom for himself to the Lord. When you number them, that there, 
that when then every man shall give a ransom for himself to the Lord when you number them that there may be no plague among them when you number them this is what everyone among those who are numbered shall give half a shekel according to the shekel of the sanctuary a shekel is 20 geras and a half shekel shall be an offering to the Lord everyone included among those who are numbered from 20 years old and above shall give an offering to the Lord the rich shall not give more than the poor shall not give less than a half shekel when you give an offering to the Lord to make atonement for yourselves and you shall take the atonement money of the children of Israel and shall appoint it for the service of the tabernacle of meeting that it may be a memorial for the children of Israel before the Lord to make atonement for yourselves then the Lord spoke to Moses saying you shall also make a laver of bronze with its base also of bronze for washing you shall put it between the tabernacle of meeting and the altar and you shall put water in it for Aaron and his sons shall wash their hands and their feet in water from it when they go into the tabernacle of meeting or when they come near the altar to minister to burn an offering made by fire to the Lord they shall wash with water lest they die so they shall wash their hands and their feet lest they die and it shall be a statue forever to them to their to him and his descendants throughout their generations moreover the Lord spoke to Moses saying also take for yourself quality spices 500 shekels of liquid myrrh half as much sweet smelling cinnamon cinnamon 250 shekels 250 shekels of sweet smelling cane 500 shekels of cassia according to the shekel of the sanctuary and a hen of olive oil and you (coughs) you shall make from these a holy anointing oil an anoint an ointment compounded according to the art of the perfumer it shall be a holy anointing oil with it you shall anoint the tabernacle of meeting and the tab and the ark of the testimony the table and all its utensils the lampstand and its utensils and the altar of incense the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils and the laver in its base you shall consecrate them that they you shall consecrate them that they may be most holy whatever touches them must be holy And you shall anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them, that they may minister to me as priests. And you shall speak to the children of Israel, saying, This shall be a holy anointing oil to me throughout your generations. It shall not be poured on man's flesh, nor shall you make any other like it, according to its composition. It is holy, and it shall be holy to you. Whoever compounds anything like it, or whoever puts any of it on an outsider, shall be cut off from his people. And the Lord said to Moses, Take sweet spices, stakti, and ancha, and galbanum, and pure frankincense with these spices. There shall be equal amounts of each. You shall make of these incense, you shall make of these an incense, a compound according to the art of the perfumer, salted, pure, and holy. And you shall beat some of it very fine, and put some of it before the testimony in the tabernacle of meeting, where I will meet with you. 
it shall be most holy to you. But as for the incense, which you shall make, you shall not make any for yourselves according to its composition. It shall be to you holy for the Lord. Whoever makes any like it to smell it, he shall be cut off from his people. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bazil, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God, in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship, to design artistic works, to work in gold and silver and in bronze, in cutting jewels for setting, in carving wood, and to work in all manner of workmanship. And I, indeed I, have appointed with him Eholiab, the son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan, and I have put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted artisans, that they may make all that I have commanded you, the tabernacle of meeting, the ark of the testimony, and the mercy seat that is on it, and all the furniture of the tabernacle, the table and its utensils, the pure gold, gold lampstand with all its utensils, and the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, and the labor in its base, the garments of ministry, the holy garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments of his sons to minister as priests, and the anointing oil and the sweet incense for the holy place, according to all that I have commanded you, they shall do. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak also to the children of Israel, saying, Surely my Sabbaths you shall keep. For it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. You shall keep the Sabbath, for it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death. For whoever does any work on it, that person shall be cut off from among his people. Work shall be done for six days, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. Therefore the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath, to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations is a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh he rested and was refreshed. And when he had made an end of speaking with him on Mount Sinai, he gave Moses two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stone written with the finger of God. You know, I look at that scriptures that we just read, and I'm struck by a couple of things. The first thing that I'm struck by is how intricate God was in preparing the tabernacle. How perfect it had to be. How down to the very minute detail it had to be. And I look at that and I think about what God says about us. Did you know that the Bible says that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost? And that we shouldn't do anything to defile that temple. If you look back to how the temple and the tabernacle were created, they were created perfectly. To be holy to the Lord, to be, to be a place where offerings could be offered to God, a place where there would be atonement for sin, 
a place where all of these things would take place um, from the door of the meeting to the Holy of Holies to the mercy seat to all of these different levels of the tabernacle they all served a certain purpose it was a place where there was ministry it was a place where there was prayer it was a place where there was repentance it was a place where there was refreshing it was a place where people would come to seek God and I think about our lives and I think about how when he went to the cross and he died on the cross for our sins he gave us the ability to become children of God but he also gave us the ability to become the Aaron's and the Moses's of this world he gave us the ability to become priests pastors teachers leaders witnesses what did he say in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 He says, but you shall receive power when that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the world. You know what that tells me? That tells me that we're supposed to be this tabernacle that he set up that we now have the Holy Spirit living inside of and we're to be clean. We're to be without blemish. The Bible says that he's coming for a church without spot, wrinkle, blemish, or any such thing. You know, Aaron, the Bible says, and we just read, he had bells on his clothes. And if those bells ever stopped ringing, they knew that he probably was dead. And so whenever a priest would enter into the Holy of Holies, there would be a rope that would be attached to something that would allow them to be able to pull that person out of the Holy of Holies if they went in. If they went in with sin, if they went in with anything in their lives. And now I know that God's not going to put us to death for entering his presence that way because the bible says that we should come boldly to the throne of grace where now when when he died on the cross for our sins that veil that was talked about was literally rent into and we were given access into the holy of holies we no longer had to have a priest go and pray for us we no longer had to have a priest go and receive atonement for us why because when he died on the cross for our sins he went to the to the pits of hell he fought the enemy and when he was fighting the enemy he won he was victorious and the bible says that he took the keys of death hell and the grave away from the enemy And when he rose up, he rose up as a victorious warrior, a victorious champion for us. He did it for us. And now we get to live our lives. If we have given our lives completely over to Christ, we get to live our lives as a temple 
of the Holy Ghost. Now, this is where it gets a little heavy because we also are flesh. We live in sin. We have sin all around us. I'm sure that Moses and Aaron, they dealt with temptations and they dealt with sins, but they didn't have the internet. They didn't have television. They didn't have magazines. They didn't have billboards that they walked down the street and they saw half-naked women all the time. They didn't have commercials on on TV that that showed same-sex couples. They didn't have all of these things back then. The world has gotten darker and darker and darker as we've gone. And the Bible says that we are the light of the world. And the more that the world gets darker and darker and darker, we have got to get brighter and brighter and brighter. We have got to be the ones to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have got to be the ones that just like Moses, just like Aaron, would stand up to the people when they got out of hand, when there was an issue going on, they would stand up and they would declare what thus says the Lord. And now we get that opportunity. Now we get to open up the word of God and we get to declare what thus says the Lord. So my question to us tonight is, are we taking this as seriously as Aaron took this? Are we taking this as seriously as as God set this up to be? Because God set the tabernacle up to be a place where there would be offerings, where there would be sacrifices, where there would be ministry. You know, that's you. The Bible says if we give, he will give back to us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall he pour back into our bosom. The Bible says that if we would confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus and believe in our hearts that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. The Bible says that we are to take this gospel into all the world and preach the gospel. The Bible says that um, just like uh, Paul on the road to um, on uh, the road to Damascus, and and just like so many others that have encountered God, that that there is a point there we've got to come to where we make the decision to serve God with all of our hearts, all of our minds, all of our souls, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. So what I'm hearing through all of these scriptures is that we are the tabernacle of God. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We offer sacrifices of praise every single day to Him. I hope you do. I hope you wake up with a song on your heart to offer that sacrifice of praise. The Bible says that we're to put on the garments of praise and get rid of the spirit of heaviness that is over our lives. That's what we're supposed to do. That's what we get the opportunity to do is to worship God. And the Bible says that if you're going to worship Him, you need to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Man, this is heavy tonight, but 
can I just tell you that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says do not defile it. Do not put things in your life. Do not allow things to come into your life that are going to defile what God wants to do in your heart and in your life on a daily basis. Don't take the Holy Spirit into a bar. Don't take the Holy Spirit into places that you're not supposed to go. The next time you walk into a place that you know you're not supposed to walk into unless you've been given an absolute direction from God to go, you've got to remember that He lives inside of you. That He lives inside of you. And He wants us to live our lives out loud. He wants us to live our lives to where people know that we are a place that they can come to. Listen, church, we are the church. If they closed every church in this country tomorrow because of COVID, we're the church. We're the church of the living God. We're the ones that he has set up for such a time as this. Just like Moses, just like Aaron. We are the Moseses. We are the Aaron's. We are the Aaron's sons. We are the ones that get to follow in the footsteps of our fathers and our grandfathers and our great-grandfathers. My grandfather was a pastor. My dad is a a, uh, prison minister. I am a children's pastor. What am I going to pass down to my generation of children? Am I going to pass down a lukewarm gospel? Am I going to pass down a lukewarm passion? Or in every single day, am I going to open the word of God and discover what thus says the Lord? Mm. Psalms chapter 40. talks a lot about what we just talked about. I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined unto me and he heard my cry. And he also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. Listen to this. He's put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it in fear and will trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord, Lord, my God, are your wonderful works which you have done, and your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. My ears you have opened. Burnt offering and sin offering you did not require. Then I said, Behold, I come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is within my heart. In the great assembly, indeed, I do not restrain my lips. O Lord, you yourself know. I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. 
I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great assembly. Do not withhold your tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let your loving kindness and your truth continually preserve me. For innumerable evils have surrounded me. My iniquities have overtaken me so that I am not able to look up. They are more than the hairs of my head. Therefore, my heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let them be ashamed and brought to mutual confusion who seek to destroy my life. Let them be driven backward and brought to dishonor who wish me evil. Let them be confounded because of their shame who say to me, Aha! Aha! Let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let such as love your salvation say continually, The Lord be magnified. But I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinks upon me. You are my help and you are my deliverer. Do not delay, O oh my God. If I can just go back to one thing that we've discussed, it's this. It's verse 9 and verse 10. I have proclaimed the good news of righteousness in the great assembly. Indeed, I do not restrain my lips. I'm not quiet. O Lord, you yourself know. I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart, but I've done this. I've declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great assembly. Church, if we could do that, if we could just make one common goal, and that is to show the loving kindness and the greatness and the goodness of our God to the world. Be the church. Be the church. Then I promise you God is going to show up, show off, and do great and extraordinary things. Listen, our church right now is in a season of prayer and fasting. Why are we in a season of prayer and fasting? Because the Bible says that these things only come out but by prayer and fasting. And I want us to understand just the power that prayer has. I want us to understand that when you begin to pray and you begin to fast, God begins to rise up a boldness inside of you. In Isaiah, I think it is, it's, it's said this way. It's like a fire that's shut up in our bones. That's what I desire. I want to see people in my area come to know him as the pers- as, a, as their personal Lord and Savior. I want to see kids in my area come to know him as their personal Lord and Savior. But as the Word of God says, how are they going to know unless somebody is sent to them? Unless a preacher is sent to them. Now listen, that word preacher literally means witness, teacher. You can put whatever word you want to there. 
You do not have to be a licensed ordained minister in the Church of God. You do not have to be a licensed ordained minister in the Baptist Church. You do not have to be a licensed ordained minister in any church in this country or in this world to be the ambassador that God has called you to be. All you have to do is be a willing vessel. All you have to do is say, here am I, send me. Here am I, God, send me. Can we pray that tonight? Heavenly Father, here am I, Father, send me. Lord, I will go where you want me to go. I will do what you want me to do. I will speak to who you want me to speak to. All I ask is that you lead me and guide me in everything that I do and in everything that I say. I ask that when I open my mouth and I begin to speak of your goodness and your grace that you would fill it with the wonderful works of God. Father, I pray for every single person that is on this broadcast tonight and those, Lord God, that are going to be listening in the future. Father, I pray that you would give us that boldness and that courage. God, to go to the masses and then to go to the street corner. Father, it, it's such a, a wide variance of space, but every single soul means the same to you. Whether it's a stadium full of people or two people on a street corner that have ended up in a bad situation in their life, they are still important to you. Father, I pray that we do not pass up one opportunity or one moment to be a witness for you. Father, would you touch us tonight? Would you touch us tonight? Would you renew in me a clean heart, O oh God, and a right spirit? So that, Father, I don't look at this world as a world that is lost and going to hell. But I look at this world as a world that has all of the potential in the world to be a mighty, mighty, mighty army for you. Help us to look at it as the valley of dry bones and speak to it every single day as Ezekiel did. Hear the words of the Lord. You shall live again. Help us to be the temple of the Holy Ghost. Help us not to defile our bodies anymore with the things of this world. Protect our eyes, protect our ears, protect our minds, protect our hearts. Do what only you can do. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And amen. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. I know this has been a little bit longer of a broadcast tonight. I did not plan a lot of the words that have been spoken tonight. I believe that the Holy Spirit has spoken these words to us. And I believe it's time that we get busy for God. I believe it's time that we become the church. We become the church, not a church building. We become the church. We become the tabernacle. 
we become what God wants us to be. Yes, church is important. Yes, a place where we can meet together is important. And it's, I believe it was Paul said, the more you see the days approaching, the more you should be in church. I get it. But again, how are they going to know unless somebody is sent to them? This is the cry of God tonight. Go. Get out of the four walls of the church and go. For I have already sent you. All you have to do is go. God bless you guys. Remember, Jesus loves you. We love you. We will see you tomorrow night for another episode of The Word in a Year. God bless you.